Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I think you should have done it. No, I, I think it's, it's ill-judged oh. from him yeah. in his professional capacity. M- music playing now. Egg Chasers! Hello, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We've already done a podcast about the World Cup quarterfinals. It's in your feed. Hit subscribe, go and listen, tell your mates. And this is the podcast all about the return of the Gallagher Premiership. The Gallagher Premiership, wow. JB's right there. Hello, Tim. Phil is right there. Hello, Tim. Um... Yeah, sorry, I'm a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit distracted because we were just having a chat about just. All right, let's let's just very briefly deal with this because it, we didn't mention it on the World Cup podcast. Um, Jaco Piper pictured in an airport departure lounge with a load of Welsh fans having a bit of a laugh, doing a photograph in which a load of them are doing elbow, elbow actions uh, in, in homage to Sebastian Vahamahina, who got a red card for an elbow. Good, hilarious, <laughs> including Jaco Piper doing. The elbow. The elbow himself. Had it no, here's the thing, had it been a very controversial marginal call, I would have said, What are you doing? But it was a it was a red card that was never in doubt. Yes, it, it was exactly right, and, yeah. and refs are, are allowed to have a laugh. And this is one of the things I love about rugby is that be you a referee, a professional player, a, um an international coach or a fan, you can mingle on a human level mm. and have a laugh. So Exactly. You can exactly. I if I was in his shoes I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, so but, I, I'll, but I'll, I'll give I you an defi- example, okay? I definitely don't want him to get fired. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, I don't he shouldn't, to, he shouldn't I don't, get in trouble I don't, for Yeah, it. don't want him to be in any yeah. trouble whatsoever. Yaku Piper can do it because it wasn't a controversial call. I would say <laughs> that if you try to do a picture with I don't know, as a bit of a laugh, all your mates filling in betting slips with Rob Howley, <laughs> <laughs> that's more problematic. <laughs> or if it was... Um, if it was... Oh, did you see that if it, if it was Craig Joubert... After the last World Cup, with a load of Aussie fans <laughs> yeah. doing, a, doing doing knock on, and he's <laughs> Joubert's like r- running off. Did you see the tweet? It was bloody brilliant. Um, oh, was it a Welsh player? Yeah, it was a Welsh player. Said um, he had like four predictions for scores for the quarterfinals, and Alad Brew replied to it. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it was Jamie Robertson. Alad Brew. That's yeah. the one. Um, who, did you know who give you those tips? <laughs> <laughs> Way. <laughs> <laughs> what a brutal sport. Yeah, it, it, it is. But what, what we love about it is that it's brutal. And then we have these moments of levity and lightness and we still can. And I, I never want rugby to lose that. But yeah, quite. the Gallagher Premiership is back. Ah. Oh, I love it. my heart with joy. I love it. You actually enjoy it more than the World Cup. Uh, comfortably. It's not even, <laughs> it's not even close. I, I thought it was close. I thought when the World Cup, because I was so rugby stopped, the other way... I guess a man craves water when he's been in the desert for so long. Well, that's what happened when the Rugby World Cup turned on. But You've been seeing the AJ Bell Stadium in a mirage yeah. in the distance. And now it's back <laughs> and it is so good. It is so good. I've actually got annoyed this week. Um, mostly with Premier, Premier Rugby itself. The, the Premiership is, hands down, the best competition domestically. It probably even runs the European Cup close. It, it is that good. And if it wasn't for BT Sport, I don't think anyone would even know it was happening. I mean, the official rugby accounts uh, for for the Premiership, in fact, the whole Premiership themselves, they do such a terrible job of pushing the sport. It, it actually offends me. They should just put whoever. They should just put the guys in Bristol Bears in charge of yeah. everyone's they, they need, social media accounts because the product is so amazing and the coverage that they give it is so so dreadful. It, it it is a travesty. It is a travesty. Not the coverage that BT Sport give it. That, no, the coverage no. BT Sport. Thank God for BT Sport because I don't know where else that, that you get your coverage from. 
But, um, you know, the Premiership needs to do a better job of promoting itself because it is so bloody good and it's back. I think, in fairness, it does reflect, at the moment, the fact that unless you're a real diehard rugby fan, as we are, attention is elsewhere. Look, stiffen your spine, fight, fight for that same attention. Because that is your job. Yeah. You know, your job is to sell this sell this league, and they've not done a very good job. So, yeah, that that is my little whinge, and I don't want to talk about uh, talk about that anymore because there was some good rugby played. Right, some great rugby, and some good storylines, mm. some interesting storylines, and already some teams that perhaps we were concerned about. Um, we were right, our, we, right to be our, concerned about them. Yeah, in our preview pod, some of the historically big teams who we were concerned about in our preview pod. Maybe we were right to be concerned. Yes. Yes. So we kind of between us, well, I mean, I, I predicted Saracens would squeak it and you guys predicted Saints would win. Yep. Uh, so kind of you guys were right on that and I wasn't far off being right. No, it's big because it was, it, was, it, was very, it was very close. And um, But London, let's, let's, let's start with London Irish because new to the premiership and they came away from the Rico Arena. Another, <laughs> I mean, they're quite comfortable in... Largely empty football stadiums. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's home from home <laughs> for them. And they came away with a win. Yeah. And looked robust. Mm. But I do remember two years ago they did the same thing. They won at the Twickenham doubleheader. Oh, was it, yeah. two, was it Quins? They, they, beat, they, beat, yeah, they beat someone in the Twickenham doubleheader. Yeah. I mean, they've got to get every point they can. I think they'll be fighting with Wasps to get relegated, or not to get relegated, I should say. So this um, could have just been two of the relegation fodder teams. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is already... Uh, a relegation dogfight. It's a. It's already a, you know, a ten pointer or a, you know an eight pointer or what, whatever you want to call it. I think this is going to be. Uh, I think this is going to matter towards the end of the season. Is what is what I'm trying to say because Irish. Yeah, they look. They did look robust in fairness. They had a great period of defence right at the end that last say ten minutes. But uh, Wasps didn't really offer much. We touched on something. And we have talked about it quite a lot recently about options taking kicks for post and clawing the clawing a lead back um, or a deficit back, sorry, or going for the corner. On this particular occasion, I was watching the telly, going, "What are you doing, Wasps? Mm. Who were eight, what were they down at this point? Eight points? No, 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 six points. Uh, uh, did, uh, hang on, they they were six points down with." Eight minutes to go. Yeah, there were six points, and they down. and they yeah. took and they took the three points, and and then what what happened? I suppose it's easy to say hindsight is always twenty twenty. Actually, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. But what happened after they got the three points and they were only three points behind was they then had to go from eighty meters out. Yeah, because London Irish kick deep off the kickoff. Yeah, and you've got to play the whole yeah eighty plus and meters. Wasps was almost did it to be fair, but yeah. Yeah, London Irish. London Irish showed some some good touches, some some nice stuff. Uh, the, their back three look good. Mm. Ben Loder is going to look very nice in a bath shirt. Ben Loder, I'm in about, Loder, in about <laughs> 12, yeah. 12 to eighteen I'm, months time. There was a lot of talk a few years ago about Sale trying to sign Ben Loder. He, um, he looks. He great. is meant to be the re- the real deal. But the um, Hassel Collins finished off his try. He showed great great mm. gas to finish off. Parton, no, no Parton, that tackle. Yeah. That tackle on Kibarigi to stop him from getting his hat trick was immense. Yeah. So and and also as we were heavily critical on the last podcast, and I still think justifiably so mm. of London Irish's recruitment. But their their back three, three very young, homegrown lads. Yeah. So maybe London Irish have got a bit more of a balance than we maybe gave them credit for well, before the, the weekend. The difficulty is going to be because this the majority of this team, not quite all Paddy Jackson and a few others, but the majority of the team played last year mm. uh, certainly a good chunk of it the stars that we listed in our preview pod last week none of them were there no so it's how they now Curtis Rona's played Cur- yeah Curtis Rona's is a good yeah. point from Waratahs co- came in but um, it's now how do they integrate those new guys who are coming back into it yeah because if you just dump them all in as soon as they're available that's not going to work so you've got to You've got to introduce. Oh, no, it really worked for London Welsh, didn't it? When they, uh, the year, I mean, it's, yeah, you've got that's, that's a great example. It's very different because London Welsh had scant resources by comparison, and look at what's happened to the club now. But uh, London Welsh came up with a team from the Championship and <coughs> looked like they were going to survive at one point, and that Sale were going to go down, 
and then the last few weeks of the season it all changed. But then the, the next time they later. came, they came up. They they bought a load of names. The, the ill-fated signing of Piri Wipu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And just was an abomination. So I will always re- is that Lyndon Welsh talking about? Yeah. yeah. I will always remember this article to the day that I die. It was a bit of a fluff piece really for, for um uh, of the premiership. I know I've mentioned it so many times. But they had the the directors of rugby all together. <laughs> Who have, wouldn't want oh yeah, 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 yeah. And one said who wouldn't want the attacking backline of Piri Weepu, Ollie, Ollie Barkley, Barkley, Gavin Henson, uh, the guy Tom, Tom, Tom Molinar, Tom, t- t- yeah uh, Molnar, and some other guy, Sebastian Jewell. I was like, hands up, <laughs> me. I wouldn't want that, and I'd love to play against it every every week, like everybody did. <laughs> but yeah, Seb, Seb Jewell was good. That's going to be interesting that that because as you say, as you've rightly said, they've got a cohesive bunch that yeah. have been together for a year that you are going to slowly break apart yeah so that will that's going to take some serious man management that. yeah definitely definitely yeah but a, a good a very important win yeah very important win um, and, and, a, and a loss for wasps and, and wasps they did some nice things I mean Jack uh, Willis is the beast he's c- a genuine yeah. out and out five turnovers beast. Like five breakdown turnovers. He was that's superb. A, that's unbelievable. Five jackals. But he's carrying as well. Yeah. He's a big, strong boy. He's but only he... six foot two. He's only 107, 107 kilograms, six foot two. But, you know, he's just immense. He's just immense. So he was class. Kibarigi finished his two mm. tries brilliantly. Absolutely superbly. I, you know, I, I did say some awkward things about Wasps last week. Um, maybe I was right to say it. Maybe if they coach well and they manage their resources correctly, they might be able to navigate through the Premiership relatively relatively su- successfully. I'd still be amazed if they finish top half. I mean, utterly amazed. I just think Jimmy Gopeth can't get fit quick enough. He's been the the piece of their jigsaw that they've they've missed. And at a time when there's all this chaos going on, off well, not chaos, that's over egg in the pudding. There's all this uncertainty going off off the pitch. There's a lot of turnover in players. He's sort of he's the man to come in and sort out the accounts. He's the exactly, exactly. He's he's like the yeah. wily old head they need. And yeah, and I don't even think he wants to be that re- uh, really. I think he came to Wasps to win things, and it must be quite disappointing for him now to be in the twilight of his career, being rushed back to play for what is now a, basically a declining side. Yeah. Yeah, he would probably be, I, do a great job at Saracens or something like that, like as the placeholder whilst the internationals are away. I think that would be somewhere where he'd like to go, or you know, a Leinster, or something. maybe he's past it now. Actually, yeah, exactly. He'll be happy. I don't f- think he will fulfilling any role. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. <laughs> like particularly as you went to Wasps to win things, he was a big signing, and they they got very close. Yeah, the one year they did, they did. Other games, Friday night. Should we jump to Friday? Yes, yes thank you. This, so, this so, well, was interesting. I was going to say, you talk about back row players being impressive this weekend. Yes, Jack Willis on Sunday was, but Nathan Hughes. Wow. Why couldn't he play like that all the time? Why couldn't he play like that in my fantasy rugby draft team last year? Why did he have to wait until he's in Phil's rug, fantasy good. rugby draft yeah, and, team and, and this year? Good, back to good manage, man management. That's, <laughs> that's what he's getting now. And just to go back to Wasps, by the way, losing him, Elliot Daly, and Cooper Woolley is bloody enormous. And, and, and LaRue. They have a lot, a lot of talent. Yeah, that um, is a lot of talent. It's hats off to Bristol. I mean, that must be the best club in the Premiership at the moment to be following. Uh, you've got a packed out stadium. It's a big stadium too. The way they play the rugby, is, I mean, how they do it, I do not know. I don't. It's like they magic players into the back line they, who shouldn't be there. So the, they they have this thing where they pass down the back line and all of a sudden they flood around the corner from I don't know where, I don't know where, and they make up extra numbers. You think, how on earth have they done that? Uh, they are magnificent to watch. Yeah. and they Now, they were brilliant in this game. I can't help... Did either of you get this feeling? So... I was watching Bristol play this attacking brand of rugby. Mm. It's, we'll run it from everywhere. We'll throw everything. Um, we will run on offload everything. And they were, I mean, they were certainly more than good enough to beat Bath. But I got this longing to be watching Japan play because they, they, were, they were not. They were good, but they were so far. Like their skill levels, there were so many 
knock-ons relative to Japan. So mm. many missed opportunities great relative to Japan. I don't know about that. What, what, I, what <laughs> I would also add to that, I, I, I know what you're saying, that they, they have that Japan-esque they, quality. They want to play the same brand. Without the same precision. Exactly that. Exactly that. But I would actually add to that and say that I think this is a different Bristol from last year. They, it's, an imp- it's definitely an improved and and in a much better way. So they've got but Bristol have a lot more balance. They play territory first. They do do what you're talking about, but they're not running it from under their own sticks. No, you're right. Yeah, and that's I think that's a good thing. And I can remember speaking to Pat Lamb a couple of times after defeats, you know, asking him the questions and saying, you know, do you, uh, putting putting that to him, you know, do you need more balance in the way you're yeah. playing? Are you uh, sure you want to run from under your yeah, sticks at yeah. every opportunity? No, this is how we're playing, this is, is how the, we're doing it. It's kind of the opposite way that most people would build a team. You'd say, first of all, let's get, let's get our basics right. Yeah. Let's, get up, uh, let's get our territory and play in the right places of the field. Pat Lamb seems to have said, right, let's let's get our play right and don't worry about possession, we'll worry about that next next year. They've, they've gone about it the opposite way around. Well, they did, they did evolve it slightly th- as the season went on last year and they got within five points of playoffs. Yeah, they did. And, and, and top six. So... But the, I like what I see from Bristol because they've they've just got a little bit more balance. I mean, you talked about some Dave of the Atwood players. was good. Atwood and Hughes just changed the texture of that side well, massively Atwood on their own. Just make sure you can win your ball. I mean, he's very a very busy guy. Uh, the problem I have with Hughes is occasionally the uh, occasionally the game gets too big for him. Not this game. <laughs> not not <laughs> by a lot. Not by a long stretch. But yeah. it does happen. I haven't seen him looking as lean as he looks. No, nope, no, and apparently he has lost weight too. Apparently that, that you know they made him a lot fitter. I don't know if it, I don't know how uh, how true. Tr- Still looks is. enormous. He is yeah. enormous. So I think it's he probably just enormous. he's got good weight. Yeah, he yeah. seemed very very lively, didn't he? He always mm. wanted to be on the ball. So it's one thing you can see like his his. Uh, it sounds sounds silly, but his, his, his sort of jaw bones look more defined. Yeah, interesting and, and cheekbones chiselled. Yeah, so I think chiselled. So I think he's I think he's leaner. Well, I mean his stats. So over a hundred meters made. With ball in hand, which was comfortably the most of any, and and, and with and with Nathan Hughes, it is literally ball, ball in, in hand, hand. Yeah. <laughs> just in one hand, <laughs> like a loaf of bread, and <laughs> ten defenders beaten. Wow, four clean breaks. Wow, what, what did he score in, in fancy rugby? Uh, he was, com- he was top scorer, comfortably top, sto- top like, scorer. Top what scorer? Forty, forty, yeah, thirty-seven, thirty-nine oh, points. God damn it! He didn't do that for me once last year. It was selfish, Tim. It's he just selfish. ended up getting yellow cards and red cards all what the time. What idiot! It's all about culture, mate. Yeah, and told, ex- exactly. Yeah, and if we found out what the limits of culture were, we need to ask Stuart Hooper because um, Oof, this was what a, a tough first day at the office. A oh local rivals. Yeah, you've got all the salary cap in in the world to spend. Brutal, and you get an absolute hiding. But with the caveat that he has an incredible amount of talent. Not there. Not there. Yeah, yes. but they played, what, nine phases of one-up rugby? I mean, I was literally watching the TV, counting the phases of one-up rugby, and it's one-up, one-up. I think they had 12 phases, nine of them were just one-up uh, uh, one up run-up runners. That was it? That, that was that, it. That, for me, was the most disappointing mm. thing. That Their game plan seemed to be one-up rugby, uh, hope to yield a penalty from that one-up rugby, Kick to the corner and try and crash it over. It was not and good to watch. Their only try, the Mercer try, came from exactly that, from that type of play. Yeah, when Mercer went down early doors, I thought, oh god. I mean, if he if Mercer would have gone, I'm not sure what threat they had at all, at all. Um, yeah. Even with their talent, I don't know how far you can go with Reese Priestland at ten. Um, and I think the nine situation is going to be a, a revolving door. I do like Chudley. I loved him at Ex- Exeter. Um, but I just don't think that they've got I, halfbacks which can take him anywhere. It's, yeah, Chudley will play well, but he's limited by the ten of the pack around him. Yeah. It's, Chud- Chudley's a good player. Uh, complete, com- completely agreed. Uh, Lewis Boyce, utterly moronic. Boyce! Uh, yeah. England's Lewis Boyce. Don't yep. Yeah. That. Uh, just the whole thing imploded. They they looked like a team which hadn't got a plan. I mean, they hadn't like they've never met each other. Maybe it's veterans rugby. I, I, I don't I don't know how they plan plan this game, but it's it was a horrible good. baptism for Stuart Hooper. Yeah, really it's, horrible. Yeah. It, the, the worrying thing is, you know, who is putting together the game plans? Who is putting together the patterns? What, where where is the structure? It's been an extended preseason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like he's not had these players for six and eight weeks. Uh, it'll get much easier next weekend, of course. 
when they welcome the Exeter Chiefs to the wreck. Exeter were not great. Uh, true, yeah. They were not great. It was a very lacklustre performance. I mean, I think actually part of that should be credited to Harlequins, Harlequins, Harlequins who have def- got real defence, real yeah. good defence. Their defence has improved so much. I actually didn't see any of this game, so, so you'll have to talk me through it. Well, I, th- I think that you had two very good defences. Exeter actually didn't look like they had a spark in their back line, which is an odd thing to say about Exeter. Yeah. But I, th- but I want to put more of the positive emphasis on Harlequins for being very good defensively. But again, we'll, we'll learn over the next couple of weeks how much that is a reality, whether it is Exeter being a little bit not quite... Not quite there without Slade or no a minute or Devoto. Or last last I week, I don't know. He was he yeah. not yeah. selected, but yeah. last week I asked, "Is Tom Hendricks?" Oh, hang on, forget it. No, <laughs> he no, started. No, no, I'm going to ask again. Did Tom Hend- Hendrickson play? And one of you said, "Oh, what the like the like the Kiwi guy?" Yeah. Well, I was just looking looking at him now. He moved over when he was five. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he played for Pirates and then and then Exeter, and he played again. <laughs> the superbly handsome and broad-shouldered. He's a Tom- very, very ha- uh, devilishly handsome chap. Him, Tom Hendrickson, and Henry Slade on a night out together. Good that no, centre pair. Stop it! Da- stop it! Oh, and Sam Hill actually is an incredibly good-looking fella as well. Mm. In fact, Exeter's centre. Well, he win. <laughs> He's a <laughs> lovely Ian. man, lovely man. But no, it's, uh, Sam Hill, Henry Slade, and Tom Hendrickson. Name me a better-looking. Uh, hat trick of centres to go out on a, to go, to go and slay on a night out. <laughs> Some, someone will, I'm sure. Someone will. <laughs> I don't think I don't think one exists. <laughs> um, quite a good looking uh, Quinn, Quinn side here. Um, did you actually watch this game? Well, I, t- tell me, but tell me more about how good looking they are. Uh, well, no, I was interested <laughs> to see how. Cool. Um, oh, do, what do you mean? Are we still talking about aesthetically oh, so, sorry, good looking? Sorry, no, or no, 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 it no, looks no, like no, a good sorry. team. No, no, just look, look, looking like a good team. Did, uh, you like the, that Mike Brown rugged look, don't you? Did anyone watch Ladandro? Uh, I can't say his Lad- name. Landajo. Landajo play. Landajo. So I, I've, seen, I've seen the extended highlights. Yes, same. not the full game. How did he go? Because I think he's this, this boy can put pressure on uh, Danny Kerr. Decent, like, decent. But it's, Tim, Tim has summed up well. So he was giving good quick ball to uh, Smith, who was trying things, but then. The ex the organisation of the Chiefs' defence did um, limit Quinn's. I- Ibatoya, yeah, took, he looked really his, good. Took yes, his tries did. really yes. well. Yes, he did. He looked very good. Yeah, L- lucky someone's got him in fancy rugby boys. Mm. Problem with Quinn's wingers is, uh, is uh, if 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 um, c- c- sorry if, Tim, oh, can yeah. I just say massive massive thank you and big shouts out to uh, Alex Shaw who I. Who I recruited to you know, point me in the right direction of emerging players. Well, we so, good. Thank, well, thank you for that, Alex. Thank you, Alex Shaw. We might actually go back to our rightful place as the best fantasy rugby draft league in the world. What a great guy! Because Alex the Shaw. last last year, last you, two years, last two years, we would have been had you not been in our league. Had you <sighs> been within a thousand points of the top half of the table. <laughs> Well, this this week I was I was top scorer, so deal with that. Well, the problem with well the, done, Jay. problem with Quinn's wingers, as I've found to my cost in the past, is that Paul Gustard loves to revolve them, just completely change them week to week. Oh well, in some of them, just end their careers. <laughs> yeah. So uh, was uh, Matthew, uh, Charlie Matthews? Charlie Walker Charlie Walker no, Charlie Matthews, Matthews. Charlie, Charlie Matthews Walker is, Tim yeah, yeah, Tim so Charlie, Charlie Tim what's his name Tim Visser so Tim Visser Visser yeah gone. Charlie Matthews went to Wasp, but he's not a winger, so ignore that. The Charlie Walker, Charlie Walker. is in Treviso or or Somewhere, Zebra, yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's got he's got a, a panache for uh, getting rid of wingers, but ho- hopefully Ibatoy is a real. He deal. He won't be getting rid of Ibatoy. I hope not. That's for sure. So that's that game. We'll we'll only know a bit more in the next couple of weeks whether Exeter are a little bit not quite, not quite, not quite. Exeter will be fine. No, I mean, no, no, they will be fine. But they they were not themselves. Yeah. But they still came away with a win. Yes. And Sam Simmons played a game, which is great to see. Mm. Yeah, and he he played well. He was one he of the one of the few sparks in that Exeter team. Yeah. Um. What else? What else was positive over the weekend? Or Saracens Northampton. Yeah, it was an interesting game. This one, yeah. back and forth, to and fro. Yeah, but Northampton, oh, it did always feel. I mean, they they won. It was three tries to one mm. in the end, um, and it did feel like. It was, it was their game to lose, um, yes, really. Yeah, but but it was it was only a James Grayson penalty on yeah. the 80th minute, the, f- yes. the final kick of the game that that did win it for them. Because as we all know about Saracens, they're uh, 
even when they're a second string team and they're not playing particularly well, they're still a bloody good squad. They've still got a hell of a lot of good players in. <laughs> they have. Even with all, everyone away. Yeah. Uh, but they also had some kids that you don't really know you don't yeah. really know about who are coming yeah. in looking good. So yeah. Saracens will be fine. Saracens will definitely be fine. I want to talk about the sale game. Can we just... Can we, can <laughs> we do that if, we, if we just touch on Worcester's great win against yeah, Leicester. Yeah. Really good, really good. Did anyone watch it? I've not seen yeah. anything of, actually. Well, I just Worcester. saw a little bit of... Uh, Ted Hill looked, uh, looked yeah. good. Took his try well. Um, he loves scoring against Leicester, doesn't he? He does. Don't we all? <laughs> um, worrying for Leicester... Leicester at, right, who's a... Well, firstly, here's one question. Because on the World Cup podcast, you... I think rightly, JB were very, very down on Ireland and what do you say, disgraceful? Disgraceful behaviour, yeah. Who, who disgraceful had a, performance. Who had a more who who's relative, obviously, but who would you rank as the more disappointing performance, Ireland or Bath? Ooh, I mean in terms of ineptness. I I think we know Bath were gonna be bad, whereas there was hope for Ireland. So Ireland would be more di- disappointing. Bath are, Bath are as poor as you were expecting them to yeah, be. Yeah, I think or Bath, slightly, slightly, a little bit yeah, worse than you were Bath expecting. Bath probably met my expect met, met the lower end of my expectations, whereas you know Ireland blew them out of the water. <laughs> okay, uh, Leicester were very very disappointing as well. Well, even with Noel Reed at fly off, yeah, I can't believe and Tom Harbour, Kyle Eastman again. Pulled Drop, out injured before out. a game. How Ka- many times does that happen? Oh, yeah. Kyle Eastman is just was he ill? Ill. I don't before know. the game, no idea what happened or what's going on. Mm. Yeah, he is perennial heartbreak for anyone who supports any. Well, just for a rugby fan, actually, because he's so good. He's such a talented player. He looked really good in the Premiership Cup. He's well, a great player. When they beat Exeter Chiefs at home, he looked really good. But he just can't stay fit for more than. I mean, it comes down to the fact that he's like four foot five or something. Um, you know, he's a very very small. It's man. coming up to Panto season, isn't it? It so. is coming up to Panto <laughs> season. Yes, quite. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's a very powerful bloke, uh, and I just think you know he often picks up niggles and stuff, which other players don't for that exact reason. And it's a shame because he's so good. He is um, when he wants to be. Um, uh, the, the other game, we've wasps. Have we t- did we just touch on that? We, we, yeah, we, let's talk we, about sale. We touched. We, let's talk about Gloucester. We definitely touched on wasps and Irish at the start of the like, show. Um, Marcus Watson's hair. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay, do that. Um, what about? What about Gloucester? Should we talk? talk, talk Let's talk about Gloucester. Yeah, okay. how good? I didn't see this game. How good were they? A great comeback. Oh. Two late tries. Do you know what? I am so glad I'm not a fan of any rugby team. I'm, I'm <laughs> particularly glad I'm not a fan of Sale because if I was a fan of Sale, <laughs> I would have my Saturday utterly ruined. I'd have been miserable for hours after hours after the game. It's interesting. In fact, you're, I would have thought about nothing. You're seeming you're seeming very quite frustrated as you're saying this. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost like a fan would yeah. be. If I was a fan, I'd have all those emotions. Thankfully, I'm not a fan, so I, you know nothing like that happened. You could just relax watch, yeah, just watching relax. this from in, in, inside the ground. Exactly. First half uh, is the best I have seen Sale play for absolutely ages. Um, Aka van der Merwe is an utter beast. The Dupree boys are very good. Um, yeah, every, everything clicked. Uh, Simon Hammersley looks like a great well, so what signing. Happened? What happened? Same as Australia in a very, very small way. Same as Australia, they were offered points and they didn't take it. And is that it was, arrogance? Uh, is that arrogance or is that the, the game plan? You think it could be both. I, I, the answer is I don't know. So that must have been premeditated. I got no idea. Um, in the in the first half, it must be premeditated. Yeah, Towards, I mean, when it, you're chasing the game like yeah. Australia ended up doing. I mean, were they, they, were they really on top up front? Oh, they were. Utterly dominant. So they they thought, well, yeah, yeah, we'll just ping it in the corner. We're going to have this. We're going to we'll press go. home our advantage. So, um, uh, who was? I, I, I watched it from the gantry, actually, and at half at half time, I, I I turned around to the guy I was watching it with, and um, I thought I said to him, I, I, th- I think Sale are going to lose this because they've thrown absolutely everything at Gloucester, and Gloucester just ab- uh, absorbed everything. And if you think about that, I mean, they were so on top sale that when Gloucester went into, went, went, went into change rooms, they must have thought, well, they've thrown everything at us and we're only 10 points down. Let, um, let's go out and win. 10 points. 10 points away at the AJ Bell Stadium. Exactly. Sale should never lose. Sale, with that team at home, 10 points up, should never lose a game. Oh, well. I don't care who the opponent is. I'm going to say 
Uh, let's just shelve the, uh, the sale performance because I honestly think there is something very special happening at Gloucester. Go on. Uh, yeah, that's that, interesting. Um, uh, the way that Gloucester, re- Gloucester reacted, they came out, and frankly, um, this game was lost on the uh, Daniel Dupree kick. But it wasn't really. It was lo- Rob. Uh, you know, uh, I hope that would be, be the mistake. <laughs> yeah, Rob Dupree kick, right? But it wasn't really. I mean, um, Billy Twelvetrees misses two penalties and he misses a conversion. So really, Gloucester had this wrapped up. But Sale were lucky to be in it at the end. Um, and actually, we'll just hang on, hang on Sale for, for a little longer. Uh, they've got all these new players, but I think they need to understand the roles for these players. So... Uh, you know, having a guy like Will Griff John is amazing uh, because he makes all his tackles and he's a good starter. But he's not a guy who's going to make an impact off the bench. Same with lads like Rob Webber or or any num- any number of boys who would start last year but are now on the bench. Well, they're not impact players. So I wonder if they've got to rethink that. So Well, it, it's interesting because I was thinking about um, the England um, front three starting in reserve. Yeah. And you would argue that the starting front three are more explosive, more creative, better hands. The reserves, yep. particularly Marla and Cole, they offer you solidity. Exactly. Yes. So if you're winning a game and you bring those boys on, you get a rock-solid platform to then control the game from. Yeah, and ch- so well, it, they were chasing so, it. Well, they, they weren't really. They, they, they really were. I mean, they really need... Uh, Gloucester was so... Uh, it was... To the cliche, the game of two halves. Sale had to work bloody hard to try and get a foothold second half. So when you bring on your bench with 10 minutes in, in second half with those kind of guys, you're not going to get the explosivity. They should have gone the other way around. Anyway. But, but 10 minutes into the second half, Sale is still winning by 10 points. Uh, no, they weren't because straight after the... Um, Tom Marshall. Is it Tom Marshall or an Atkinson so, try? So Atkinson was 51 minutes. Yep. So 10 minutes after the half, Sale is st- still leading. They're still leading 10-0. Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, you, you are right. But the the momentum of the game had completely swung. I mean, you, you like you 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 could just tell. Now, well, well yeah, let, let's flip because Gloucester ha- have always been relatively poor away from home. Uh, yeah, and so, and not many teams come away from Sale. Whatever Sale team put out, not many teams come away from there with a win. So that's yeah. a well, I was that's sat, a huge win I for was them. Sat next to the Gloucester coaching staff, and Sippers played very well. Yeah, it's second, second half, um, and they celebrated like well, like they'd won the league. I mean, it, it, it was a big win. Now later on in the in the press room, um, Ackerman walks in, and I tell you what, I, I've only ever I've only ever been in the presence of the guy. I've asked him four questions in my in my entire life. If he gave me a red shirt, I would attempt to run through walls. I, I don't know what it is about the guy. But they've got the right man there. I have no doubt that he is the right man. Whether he can win it, because other teams are trying to win it too, I don't know. But he's the right man. He is him and he's unbelievable. Yeah, he has that kind of dad quality, in the sense that you, he if he said well done to you or gave you a little pat on the back, you'd you'd be floating. On, yeah, you'd be floating on air. But he's the sort of person that if he said he's. Uh, I'm not angry with you. I'm disappointed. You, you would be crushed. Yeah, the way he answered the questions about his players, I, I, I mean, I felt myself getting confident on their behalf. Um, he's a, he is an a, amazing character. The gravitas that that, that, that you have. I can't, I can't. I mean, like I said, I've only met him twice. I won't even say I've met him. I've just asked him, asked him questions. You've probably met him or been in his presence more, more than I have. And there's just something about the guy. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing. His eyes, they're, they're those eyes that are so warm and friendly, but you can see... That's psychotic. You can yeah. see, I'm, I would never, ever want to get on the wrong side of you. Yeah, so I asked him, um, you know, do you think... Would you want to take the, the kicking juices away from Billy Twelve Trees? Bearing in mind, he's missed three kicks. It could have cost you the game, and you've got so much, so much other talent. And he said something along the lines of, uh, Billy's been with us for... a a long time, he is key, and he's professional enough to look at what he's done wrong, and he will be practicing. So, no, we'll like, like we will be keeping him on. Um, I asked him about the halftime team talk, and everything he said was just exactly what you'd want to hear as one of your players coming out the mouth well, of the well, guy that well, represents you. Everything you hear from Gloucester is that they love him. It, it, it is definitely legit there. Whatever they've got, maybe they don't have exactly the right players or whatnot, but what the team that they've got there, I am confident. Uh, are going to do are going to do something confident. Well, as I say, coming like, from there with a win is it's a it's that's a big result, big 
Yes. Yeah. That's big. Definitely. And you mentioned the Wasps London Irish win in that it could be a, you know, when you, later in the season you could be thinking of it as that was a huge moment. Equally, in a, in, in a top four chase, you could be looking at a win away at the AJ Bell as, yeah. as a big moment. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll come towards the end of the season and there will not be many teams who've won away at Sale this year. No, I, you've got to be a bit philosophical about this win, or loss, I should say. Um, because if you think about Sale's opening games in the, in the previous two seasons, when they have had some, uh, had some talent, particularly last year, there were high expectations. Um, they got hammered by about 50 points to Quinns. Year before that, it was about fifty points to wasps. So they both come. Well, how are they not learning? And they both come good. It's just it's you know they're just playing at a different level now. So I expect them to bounce back strongly against Lon- mm. Lon- uh, against Lon- London Irish. And you know they're playing a Gloucester team, which I do think are going to be. I don't, I reckon they might get in the top two. I well, really I, do. I think they have tried to combat exactly what you talk about in that they have been cold at the start of a season for the last two or three years. Yeah. Well, that's why they played the team they that did in the exactly, Premiership Cup. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why they went out full tilt in the Premiership mm. Cup. And it's it must be disappointing that the best laid plans it has it has not come to not come to fruition. But in a World Cup year, now, with their squad, they're going to be fine. Who did I yeah. meet or who did I see in the AJL? I didn't meet him. I saw him at the AJL. Who who was present? Um, Steve Diamond. Correct. Okay, who was present? Uh, well, I mean, I know all the fans by name. <laughs> first name. <laughs> um, Dave and Johnny. <laughs> um, so who might have come? Was, are they based in the Northwest? Yes. Jim Malander? No. Is it a... Rugby player? No. Is it a coach? Yes. Ooh. Is it a coach of? <gasps> I know. Go on. It's not a rugby coach, is it? No, it's not. I've seen this. I've seen a little video on Twitter. Is it Gareth Southgate? It is not. You're getting warmer. Alex Ferguson. Correct. Alex Ferguson was at the AJ Bell. Nice. Uh, he, he loves his rugby now. He is a convert. After watching the Toulouse game, he was due to come again, but he didn't, and he was there on on uh, uh, on the weekend. Did you uh, have a chat with him? I did not. I, I not. should have asked if he'd come on Rugby Dungeon. Do you know what? If he is there again, the problem is he's kind of with the ownership, isn't he? Mm. He, he didn't really want to be. Stay, he, he's on another. Toes, he's on another level, that man. And I, I've spent. Uh, I spent nine, six, six or seven, or maybe maybe nine months. Maybe basically a whole rug, whole football season. Every Friday, going to Carrington to do a one-to-one interview with him. For really? Five minutes. Wow. Yeah. Before any of the rugby, when I was working XFM back in the day, we, like XFM Manchester, we had the Man United coverage for a year, and I used wow. to go. Yeah, I used to go and have five minutes with Fergie. Really? He you never told. Why did you not tell us these things? That's unbelievable. Yeah, he used to do uh, MUTV, uh, and then he would walk out of the MUTV studio, and I'd be waiting with my little recorder, and we'd have five minutes because we were the broadcast, the radio broadcaster. We got like a one to one, and then he would go. And in fact, he would go from one bit of the Carrington complex to another, and it was literally walking across a car park to the main press room. It's talking 50 metres, and he got a car. <laughs> he got in the back of a car. A car drove him from the front oh of one door word. to the front of the other door, and he'd get out and go so, up and do that. So what's he like? Uh, like different, Not the same as Ruin Ackerman, but, but when you see him with people around the club, so much warmth, and then the second he's with... Like press or anyone like that, or anyone outside his bubble, his Manchester United bubble, <laughs> wall straight up. So weirdly, um, I kind of knew a guy who played at Manchester United, a long, a friend of a friend actually, and he was a fullback. I say knew him. Like I've been out with, on the beers with him once, maybe. Um, what's his name? Lynch, I want to say, or he was like a left back. Anyway, it doesn't oh yeah, really, yeah, that, that rings a bell. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it's the guy that scored a goal against Deportivo La Coruña maybe twelve years ago in the European Cup. It doesn't matter. Um, but the stories that he would say is like when he'd see Sir Alex Ferguson around the training ground, he would really build like build up his confidence. Like little things like how's my favourite fullback today or whatever it is, just make him feel like he's the most important guy. I thought it was a really interesting sort of what, what was psychological fasc- trick. Yeah, and what was fascinating about that is you, you would I, I would just watch him just going around the sort of complex. It's just the conversations he have, just like that, tiny little things. But he knows everybody's name, whatever job they do, even the person that was pushing like a trolley mm. with, with with tea or whatever, mm. he'd stop and have a quick chat with him. So it's just like unbelievable amount of warmth. Exactly, much like you talked about Ruin Ackerman, like people would just walk over hot coals for him. So yeah. I, I've read a few bits about him 
Um, and one of the things I found interesting was, so you would have, particularly in like the, the late 90s or the 2000s, you'd have a starting team and then you'd have players. So an example would be Nicky Butt or Phil Neville who were not in, not in the starting team. But what he would do is say, right, you're not playing for the next three weeks, but then we've got a big game against Chelsea. You're starting against Chelsea and you're marking whoever it was at the time, Drogba or yeah. whoever. So for the next three weeks, you're going to be focusing solely on that one performance and that, and you are going to win that game for us. So How weird. I know. I, uh, that Wow. That was, um, so that was one insight. If you're, if you're managing a huge uh, array of talent, you can imagine Mark McCall maybe doing something like Some, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a guy like Max Mallins or... Yeah. Or uh, whatever. Capoke yeah. or someone. Tompkins or someone yeah, like Nick that. Yeah, Nick Tompkins, someone, someone, who actually has been, he's been yeah. on the outside for the last few years. Well, not on the outside, but you know what I mean. And the, the other thing that, at all, came, in fact. that came out from Ferguson, it was uh, last year or last couple of years, was in his book or his most recent book, there was a letter that he wrote to Eric Cantona after Cantona oh, retired at 31 yeah, or whatever this went, it was. This went yeah, around yeah. on, on yeah. social media. It was, it was shared. Loads. Amazing. It was a really interesting insight into those man management skills. And it was those man management skills after Cantona had already walked. It was like six months after he'd walked away from the game. But it was a it's really interesting. I'd recommend just Google. You'll find it because it was everywhere. I, I read I read that letter and thought, God, if I was a Manchester United fan, we you know my, I can on a game day if the wind's in the right direction, I can hear the crowd on a, mm. on a match day from my back garden. But if I was if I was a Manchester United fan, I might have like welled up at that. Yeah, because it was it was it like was a wow, brilliant, brilliant yeah. letter. Well, it's just it just putting it back into rugby context, particularly for sale. I think it's very interesting because I mean Alex Ferguson has been linked to sale in some way for quite a while well now. he's but he's like Steve Diamond's old neighbour yeah it's basically well, it yeah well that and also I think he's fr- he must be friends with one of the owners I assume because I've said before the golf course that, that, yeah. that Steve Diamond I don't. I think Steve Diamond might move now but the, no the golf course that his house used to back onto or still does same as Fergie's uh, I've played golf at there once, but the one time I played there, I had to stand aside because Fergie was landing a helicopter on the 17th green. Uh, nice. <laughs> I played two holes and go home. Um, well, well, he, was, he was coming back Brian from, from Aintree. Brian, Brian Majority filmed um, Sir Alex giving a talk at Sale Shop. Oh, that's right. So he's obviously been around. I mean, I, I literally, I've just seen him. I, I, that's all that I know. But it's very interesting. I think, aside from the players, which everyone talks about, the biggest change in Sale are all the supporting structures that ownership are putting around dimes in order to help them succeed. And it is quite exciting stuff. So watch this space. But, um, yeah, that's sale. And also, if you're a Gloucester fan, you should be bloody delighted with uh, with what's going on there. Definitely. Uh, Uh, Just one thing before we go into our predictions, boys. Um, Cornerstone? No, I just want to talk (laughs) very, very quickly. Yes, Cornerstone, of course. (laughs) Yeah, do a Cornerstone read, and then I just want to address quickly... Uh, the Saracen salary cap thing, which I think there should be, there could be some updates on. Let's shave your beard before we. I don't know. I can't think of an analogy for the two, so I won't. Uh, Cornerstone are one of the before we shave your wage bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cornerstone are one of the fantastic partners we have who make this podcast possible. Uh, we don't ask for a penny from you, uh, but we do have these partners who come to us with these brilliant deals that we can offer to you and that helps keep the lights on that we've got in the in the studio right now uh, help JB and Phil sit comfortably in their big bark <laughs> lounges reclining and me in my office chair exactly right you're a very comfy office chair like a salary man in a in an insurance office but we don't want we don't want to cost you a penny that isn't actually an absolute bargain and that's what we've got for you a brilliant offer from Cornerstone they are the original mail order razor company who will send you Six precision-engineered razors for just £4 with your free aluminium weighty engraved shaft as well. So to get it engraved with whatever letters you want, perfect Christmas present for the old man. Or if if your missus keeps nicking your razors, get her one as well. At cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk forward slash egg chasers. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Involved, JB, what are you saying? Right, well... Pulling back the curtain a bit here, we don't often edit this podcast, but this is an edit. This is actually the second take that, that we've had on, on this. Because my, my adrenaline is, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my heart is still beating at, quite hard at the minute. I'm just calming well, down. So we've got two competing camps here. I, if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I would tell you everything <laughs> which I know pretty much immediately. And, and you would throw in some wild speculation alongside yeah, it. Yeah, so what I'd do is I'd get these half-truths, which I kind of know, and then I'd, I'd take that to its logical conclusion. There are known unknowns and unknown <laughs> exactly. knowns. Exactly. I, I don't know where it would end. Maybe You'd Rumsfeld it. Yeah, Saracens joining Super Rugby or something. I, I, I don't know how <laughs> this would end. It wouldn't end, end, end well for Saracens. Uh, just let me say this. I'm going to prep the ground because uh, you know, for all the speculation I've heard, I don't know anything for certain. Um... I think there is going to be an announcement around Saracens almost immediately after the World Cup. In fact, I'm I'm almost certain it is ready to go now, um, and I'm certain I know what it's going to say. But that's all I'm 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 prepared to share because, well, we don't want to be breaking the news here. We just want to be be reacting to it. So if you're a Saracens fan, oh, just you know, hold on to your seats. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. I think after the World Cup. After yeah, enjoy your World Cup. <laughs> Enjoy World Cup uh, because after that it might it might get rocky. I hope it doesn't, but it but it but it might do. And it and it might not. If Saracens are definitely going to have players in the World Cup final, though. Yes, they are. Oh, because, they? Uh, Reese Carey. They've got Vincent, Vincent Cock, Liam Williams on yeah, and Reese Carey, Carey on, uh, sides. on one on one matchup. All Blacks? No, no, no All Blacks. No one in the All Blacks. But, so ah, yes, 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 yes. So they're, they're going to be represented. Are there yeah. any other Premiership cl- clubs outside of England that will be represented potentially in a, a Bath? Sale Sharks. Francois Lowe. Francois Lowe, yeah. Um, Sale Sharks. So Bath could have, could have been guaranteed had uh, Fowler Tau been playing. Yes. They would have been guaranteed. Oh, yes. yeah, I'm with you. So Sale don't have any Welsh guys. Uh, after Avion Lewis Roberts didn't make the squad again, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's literally just Saracens. Saracens are guaranteed. They might be the only team in the world who are guaranteed. Um, they are a man in the final. I think they must be at least one. Because hmm. no. the, the England, the, the New Zealand half of the draw, there's no chance because yeah. it's England, New Zealand, no one playing outside them. So. Is there anyone, no, any other it. club that has a, a Safa and a Welshman? I was thinking Wasps, yeah. but they don't have a Welshman. Because uh, Thomas Young was playing, and Willie LaRue still belonged to Wasps. And still belonged, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a bit of a stretch, that one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. I know, let's carry on enjoying the salad, day, salad days of Saracens with some predictions. Some predictions for next week. Okay. So Friday night, we've got. <laughs> Bath hosting Exeter, so I can't. I cannot see this be ending well for Bath. Um, They're at home. Can we just talk um, about how good our predictions were? We only got one. I think as a group, we got one wrong. London last Irish. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we got London Irish wrong, London Irish. and we got Sale wrong. Yeah, yeah, but I won a substantial amount of money on my predictions this week. So. Oh, well done, you. You hero. <laughs> Thanks, pal. So uh, London Irish. Uh, sorry, what was the first game? Bath Exeter. Uh, Bath, Bath Exeter. Exeter to absolutely punish Bath. Uh, I mean, absolutely no, punish them. I don't think they're going to absolutely punish them. Ooh. Why? Because, again, well, we're going to learn, were Exeter not at the races or were Harlequins just very good in defence? I have my suspicions that without a little bit of spark in that back line, Exeter aren't at the races yet. Put in Slade, Nolan, Hogg. Into that back line, different story. Mm. Yeah, but it's and that Nick pack. White. And Nick White. Oh, yeah, and Nick White. Yeah, and Nick White is important for them. 
Who on earth is Yannis Kirsten? Uh, South African. I, I mentioned uh, Jacques Vermeulen last week's podcast. Yeah, you did. There's one yeah. to watch, but but Yannis Kirsten is is the other one. Six foot five, 113 kilograms. Yeah. What else would he be? He's like he's like back five. Yeah, they're two South African back five players. Yeah, he's yeah utility utility back, back five lock. depth squad squad depth guys. So I think basically Rob Baxter is kind of engineering his squad to get through games like the one against Harlequins last weekend, maybe this one against Bath as well, without having to use up too much of the tank of his big players. Like so, Don Armand will be fresh come the European matches. Mm. Interesting. Um, I think even despite all the things that you've just said, Tim. Exeter are going to smash Bath to pieces into tiny, tiny little porcelain pieces after they've been hit by a hammer. Th- That's how bad it's going to be. It's going to be dreadful for Bath. I think they'll win, but not by a lot. Give me Exeter by at least at least 15. Exeter by 10. Exeter by 4. Mm. Saturday. So we've got Northampton hosting Worcester. Which This is difficult. I mean, this is genuinely difficult. Um, Northampton are very, very good at, at the moment. James, James Grayson played well. Yeah. Um, Again, there's a context there. It was not. It was like it was Saracens' beast. Yeah. Beast. Yeah, it was second string. Do you remember Saracens. the days when Leicester were really good? I mean, not just a bit good, like really, really good. They were even good when they were internationals away because it's a club culture, and you could go to Welford Road at, you know, at any time and start start a defeat. Same with Saracens. They've only what well, they lost. Uh, Alliance nine times under Mort McCall what, in all competitions. Yes, agreed. What, what I found really interesting was in their Premiership Cup matches, and I worked on a couple of Saints games. They conceded seventeen tries in three matches, and I thought, That's "What is going on with their defence?" But they were say, they were quite open about saying we're being quite experimental. We're trying a few things. And well, like not defending. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> what you'd be trying in defence. Well, I'm not sure. I think they well, whatever they were trying, they've gone. They've said they've picked out what worked and what didn't, and they've gone back to whatever they were doing last year because they only conceded one try against Saracens. And I, th- I think they'll win mm. by nine. Hmm. I yeah, I'm with you about nine. I I think it's going to be competitive for for a little bit, and then Northampton are going to run away, going to run away with it. Give me two scores. Nine points sounds about right. Yeah, I th- I think it might end mm. up being a bit more than that as well. Mm. A oh, couple of North, garbage time tries. Yeah, Northampton, comfortable. Uh, other games, so Gloucester hosting Wasps. Which Doesn't is, uh, get any easier for Wasps. Comfortable home win. Comfortable home yeah, win. Yeah, that's another smashing. That's an ap- that's an absolute beatdown, I would I, I guess. So, yeah, you could have, in my mind, you've got three potentially greater than 10-point wins there. And i tell you who was good for Gloucester on, on, on the weekend. Uh, Joe Simpson. I thought he, he was really, <laughs> really assured. He's Which would be nice for Wasps. Against his old team. Yeah. Yeah. He'll really love that. that. He's a good player. With Danny Simpson. Robson against his old team. Mm. Yeah. Danny Robson? Is anyone calling him Danny Robson? Danny. Should we just go with Dan? Yeah. Dan. Daniel. Dan. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. Daniel Robson. <laughs> um, slightly more interesting game, harder to predict. Harlequins hosting Bristol. This might be the most even game of the weekend, I'd say. Quinn's at home. Yeah. Bristol away, please. Quinn's at home. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to get mm. some more data on Quinn's performance because on the face of it, their very narrow loss to Exeter looks good, but you don't know with only the one game under the belt. Don Brandt v. Hughes. Listen. Although Don Brandt didn't start this weekend, but yeah. Don Brandt v. Hughes is a number eight matchup that makes the mouth water. Now, yeah. the fact that you're not that keen on Exeter tells me that Exeter win over Harlequins. Did they play Harlequins? Yeah, yes. they did. It means you don't. You mustn't rate Harlequins that highly. Well, no. What I actually what what I just, what I just said was, it could be that that was a very good Exeter win against a very good Harlequins defense because Harlequins defense looked good. Yeah. So I don't know how I don't at this point I don't know whether it's Exeter don't have that spark because they've got a few key players away or whether Harlequins are just much better defensively than they they've stepped on again, which Bristol, is highly possible. Bristol are going to go to Harlequins and they're going to win. That'll be tough. I think. I'm favouring a home win, but I'm this. I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, this is the, I, the, this is the game of the weekend. Yeah. So then the Marcus other... Smith against Callum Sheedy, two young guys on Eddie Jones's yeah. peripheral radar. What about who's who's the new kid? Are you Ion? Yeah, Yoan, Yoan, Yoan. The young lad that scored. Yoan. Yeah. Second, the younger. Roberts. I, I love the idea. Roberts. Roberts. Was it, Roberts? Jo- was it Roberts? Jones Smith. He's Welsh. <laughs> 
Does that help? Uh, Ewan Lloyd. Lloyd. Ewan Lloyd, Lloyd that's it. it. Yep. Uh, I wonder if he'll make the bench again. It's a very different proposition playing away from home. Can you imagine, imagine, imagine being Ian Madigan now. Yes. <laughs> so allegedly, he's, he's, off, he's off to France. Madigan? Yep. Next year or? As soon as they can get him out the door, I would guess. Yeah, you won't be... You will not be cheap. No, well, he might be one of the most expensive fly halves in the entire league. His pay packet will not correlate directly with his talent, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, He's a good fly half, but he's not a top three fly half, let alone one of the best paid guys in the, in the league. He's a good fly half. I always felt he wears his shorts slightly too high. I've always thought he kicked the ball too hard and passes too hard. <laughs> good player, though. Yeah. I'll tell you whose shorts I loved this weekend. Not premiership, going back to... Um, the World Cup, Curtly Beale. I knew you were going to say Curtly Beale. I was about Beale to say Curtly Beale. Tucked in shirt with a high short, high shorts tucked in. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, he can do, do what he wants. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Bristol. Yeah, Bristol win. Give me Quinns just by how many? Quinns by four points. Yeah, Quinns by about not having that. Not having that four one, to eight points. One bit. Bristol. Yeah, I'm going to say Bristol by seven. The other. Saturday game, London Irish hosting Sale. And I, confident, yeah. Confident in your team, I would say. Uh, what I, I don't support London Irish. <laughs> I would say Sale probably do this. I think they will. It's hard. To, I mean, it's, London Irish. Yeah, they showed up. At one, no, actually, what am I talking about? Uh, Sale are going to win by fifteen points. Yeah, I think Sale are going to win by yeah, fifteen twenty points. They're going to smash them actually. Yeah. They yeah, Sale will have uh, a bee in their bonnet after losing that. To yes, it, they will. It'll be miserable in Carrington this week, and they'll yeah. be looking. Yeah, it will be. It'll be harsh in Carrington this week, and then as good as those young back three are, I think Sale, Ham, the Hammer, Ash- Denny, Ashton, Ashton Yard, whatever combination they play, maybe will. Um, the wings didn't play too badly. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Good. He did look very good. Twenty-seven points. They'll be, they'll good. be, they'll do five thousand lineouts, and then they'll be ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, S- Leicester Saracens final game on the Sunday. Yeah. I can't believe this is the game of the week. I mean, sorry, the Sunday game. I know it's picked in advance, but the big name. It, why would that be, Tim? Is, is that just TV audiences? Leicester, a big club. Saracens, a big club. Well, it's got a lot of his- lot of history in the two clubs. Um, two sides that have won the league more than any other. What are the tele- what's the televised game on 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 Saturday? I'm not sure actually. Is it is it that? Uh, I'd hope it'd be Queens Brist- Bristol. Queens Bristol. You'd hope. Are you working? No. Hmm. Um, Going away next weekend. Oh, very nice. Player. Well, problem being, I didn't book the flights or stuff. But um, I don't need to talk about this in terms of the pod. But um, <laughs> the, the flight is when England are. <gasps> I'm in the air when England are playing. Oh, oh my god! No. I'm oh hoping god. for a big delay. So EasyJet, if you can... Or Extinction Rebellion. Man- <laughs> Manchester, Terminal 1. I'm so sorry the, the about everything flight to Kalamata, please. Just take care of it. <laughs> um, the live game on the Saturday is... I think Sailorish. it's going to be a one-sided affair. Sailorish. Gloucester v Wasps. Is it? Oh, uh, yeah. I can see that. Two big yeah, teams. Yeah, I can see yeah. big teams. Previous top four. They're all big teams. Um, um, yeah, Leicester v Saracens. Saracens are going to win. I think Saracens will win. I think some of the young lads who got um, some good experience in that. Question is, will Noel Reed play? It's a great question. It is a good question. <laughs> will he, will he <laughs> kick? It's a big, it's a, it's a it's big, a big, big question. <laughs> Super valuable Noel Reed. Um, right, I think I think we're done here. Oh, I'm going to go for uh... Sar- Saracens by eight points for me. Yeah, eight will be fine. Leicester at home. Leicester at home by madness, absolutely. And what's their route to victory? Um, boot of Noel Reed. The boot of no rock, Noel Reed. There yes, they're giving me a bit of stick because I drafted him in fantasy rugby draft, and then and he's trying to shop him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the fact that you drafted him; that's not no. an issue at all. No, no. The fact you're trying to leverage. Make me an him. offer for Noel Reed. No, <laughs> no, Tim. I don't think I will. He might. He may or he... may not be available as a free agent later this week. <laughs> To be confirmed. Thing is, I would, I, the person you're trying to shop him to is probably stupid enough to buy him. He just needs to keep up the pressure. <laughs> right. right. Let's go. Yeah. 
It is now. Oh, it's, it's ten to Keep twelve. Ten right. to midnight. Excellent. Right. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.